You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. As usual, I want to start out with a few announcements. And the first one is going to be birthdays. Uh, my wonderful wife will be celebrating her 70th birthday on February 8th. Yep, my good wife. She just returned from visiting her sister down in Houston, Texas. Had a good trip, I hope. I'll be talking with her shortly. Another longtime friend will be having a birthday this month, Mr. Eddie Bunch. Mr. Eddie Bunch, he and I grew up uh, in this city together. Indeed, Brother Eddie Bunch. Condolences. Again, I want to say to the family of Lewis Hawkins, because I actually attended his memorial a couple of days ago, and one thing I failed to say to Miss Dorothy is that I appreciate her and Lewis so much because as I've done several, in fact, many different charity golf events in town, whether they could play or not, they would always make a contribution because they knew that I was trying to do something to assist and help children, young people. So I just want you to know how grateful I am, my family and I, for the generosity of Brother Lewis Hawkins and his wife, Miss Dorothy Hawkins. To the family of a retired Assistant Chief Herschel Clady of L.A. County, uh, certainly extend our condolences. This is a heartfelt one for me because this man and I knew each other for many, many years. Chief Clady was not only my friend and colleague, but a mentor. I miss him tremendously. He was just such a great uh, man, giving man. Uh, when I ran for office, uh, a couple of years ago, he was one of my highest contributors because he understood that if I could get into that position as a commissioner, the things that I could do, if I see particularly there's uh, some things that are not proper that are going on within the, the fire department. And also, I was uh, his assistant regional director of the IABPFF uh, many years ago. Anytime our family was doing something, whether it's a birthday party in fact, the last time I saw Herschel in person, it was at me and Marsha's 50th wedding anniversary back on June 10th, 2022. Always in our corner, whether I was doing a golf event or any other family event, if he couldn't be there, he would certainly send something our way. So to his wife, Dee, and his children, Cassandra Clady, uh, Chandra Clady, and Herschel Clady II, we send our love and know that your dad will not ever be forgotten for certainly all the many things. Not only did he do for me, but what he did in the fire service. He was such a leader. 
and we appreciate him. Once again, this is 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. We'll have our next guest coming up very, very shortly. Good morning, uh, Brother Aubrey. How are you? Doing good, uh, Dave. How are you? I'm doing well. And uh, for personal disclosure, I always like to let people know if it's a relative that I'm speaking with. This is my (laughs) brother-in-law, Mr. Aubrey Campbell. Aubrey, got a few questions for you, young man. What branch of service did you um, serve in of the military? What branch did you serve? Uh, Dave, I, I served in the United States Army. How many years you do? I served 20 years. 20? Okay. I don't know why I thought you did more. So what, what positions did you hold while you were in the military? I held the rank of Sergeant First Class. So I had I held the rank from private all the way up to Sergeant First Class, which, um, you know, those are the different ranks I held, but I had different positions. Okay. So in the rank structure, Sergeant First Class is what, E6, 7? Uh, Sergeant First Class is E7. E7, okay. For those out there in the, that know a little bit about the military structure, so how far how far down is that from? It's probably not the proper terminology, but where is that from a master sergeant? It's one rank down from a master sergeant, two ranks down from a sergeant major. Okay, cool. Appreciate that. Now, you said you had several different positions. Give us an indication of one or two of those. Well, real quick, Dave, uh, um, I served in that 20 years. 10 years I was an engineer. In 10 years, I was in petroleum, uh, oils, and lubricant supply. So I held, I held different positions in each each branch that I was in in the Army. So um, I was construction equipment supervisor. That was the highest uh, rank I had, E6, over with the uh, engineers. And mm-hmm. and I ranked up to uh, sort of first class as the petroleum, which included aircraft refueling, uh, bulk transportation of petroleum products, Mm. and uh, a storage tank for that thing. Wow. You did that for how long, Aubrey? Ten years. Ten years. And then the other area was? It was ten years. So I split it, ten and ten. So give us a little bit on the second one. What were the the responsibilities there? Well, the one of the uh, construction uh, engineering, Mm -hmm. uh, I was a crane operator. Mm -hmm. Operated dozers, graders, and things, rollers, all of that. Um, but my main job over there was a crane operator. And so I got a chance to learn uh, how to operate heavy equipment. That was a, it surely benefited me, uh, in, uh, later on. Right. So what did you do after you retired? What did, what did you get into? That's a great question, Dave. And I want to say, uh, military did, uh, help me at 20 years that I was in. It helped me a lot, uh, preparation for my life after the military. But um, petroleum uh, trade that I was in, which was uh, dangerous goods, mm-hmm. tanker trucks and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. I ended up uh, working as a federal agent after I got out of the military and, and uh, investigating uh, incidents involving transportation of dangerous goods. So my career in the military surely helped me get that kind of uh, job, GS-13 level position. GS-13. Now, I know that's the civilian side of of uh, I guess various positions within the military, uh, not within the military, but within government. So where does that stand? Yeah. Where's what's the top level 
within that structure? Uh, in that structure, the top level is GS-15. Okay, so you say you were 13? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, pretty. You was almost at the top. So do, do, during your time in the military, what type of schooling did you do and or what did you do and what do you have in terms of formal education at this stage of your life? Uh, great question, Dave. Um, in the military, I went through all the leadership courses required to be a sergeant first class. I went to four non-commissioned officer courses. The last one lasted about um, four months. Mm. Uh, so I got a lot of leadership training, which taught me a lot. Then I went to two MOS schools, one school for the engineers. And ironically, I uh, became an instructor when I became a sergeant E5 and E6. Uh, I was an instructor at the engineer school. Mm-hmm. And then when I went over to petroleum supply, I became, I also, I went to the petroleum supply school and later I became an instructor at the petroleum supply school and and team chief over there so I had some very good uh, 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 training in the military so when I got out I used my GI Bill and I, I, I went to uh, secular education and earned a, a master's degree in business oh a master's in business yes sir where'd you attain that degree at Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas. Texas Southern in Houston. Oh, great. So how long did it take you to get that your master's in? And what what was your bachelor's in? Uh, my bachelor's was in uh, uh, business management. Okay. Texas Southern University. And um, um, it took me uh, six years, you know, after I got out the Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, GIBO, you know, they give... Uh, military folks uh, some education money and I used that money uh, after I retired and went to college and uh, it paid for it so I was appreciative of that uh, for being in the military. Uh-huh. That's great. You know what? I have an associate's degree and I tell people all the time I don't know what I was thinking about but I had such a, a great job with the fire department that uh, in fact a good friend of mine one of my colleagues Gene Campbell he kept trying to get me to get my bachelor's which I didn't, and then Angel went to school. She got, come on, go with me, Dad. Go, come on, go with me. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you're working, and now I've been retired 16 years, and I still want to get that bachelor's degree because, in fact, I had promised my bosses when they promoted me to fire chief that I would get my my bachelor's. I did pursue a couple of other courses, but, man, trying to work and go to school, and you go in the classroom, man, and these youngsters, they ain't hard, look, don't look like they're paying attention because they were on their laptops. And I'm like, I hope the instructor don't ask me one question because my head was throbbing, man, trying to do homework before you leave work, and it was difficult. But uh, that's that's uh, honorable, man, and that's uh, a good thing that you did to get both a bachelor's and a, a master's degree. Yes, sir. It was very uh tough day but you know you gotta you want to achieve things in life you gotta you gotta push hard to get it so mm-hmm. that's why i push on okay right on any suggestions that you might have for a young man or a woman that may be considering a career in the military yeah i i have some suggestions um you know weigh all your options first i wouldn't just go, go right in the military especially during these times that uh we're in right now. Uh, in my time, back in the 70s, when I went in the military, pretty much uh, for for black men, 
you you didn't have too many choices. You either you either uh, went to war, or went to jail. So I I looked at that, and uh, so I went ahead and went in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today, I, I, you look at all your options. What what I would tell anybody: look at college, look at um, some career path that you can take. There's multiple ways to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to go into the military. Uh, um, that's a pathway as well, and uh, but be very serious. And uh, you know, I, I I love my service in the military. I'm, I'm military day and night, all day long. I wear my <laughs> military uh, garb. You got Dave, you know that. Right. I'm always wearing something with the army on it. Retired. I'm proud, proud to have served my country. So it's, it was a great feeling. And anybody want to try to do it for um, do it for. Be selfish and do it for some somebody else. Right, right. Well said. So uh, any final remarks as we wind things up? And I appreciate you coming on, Aubrey. Well, Dave, all I can say is I appreciate you having me and to everybody out there. Um, just uh, stay um, focused. And, uh, uh, and Dave is doing a great job with this radio station. So I, I really appreciate everything done here today. Thank you so much. Well, I, I tell you, Aubrey, I, I appreciate you coming on because, you know, this show, again, is called Veterans Affairs Plus, and my goal is always to have at least a veteran to kick the show off and talk about things that occur within the military, good, bad, or indifferent. But I appreciate the fact that you gave some, uh, I say advice, but more suggestion that if, you, if you're looking at the military, give it some thought and go and be focused on it if that's what you choose to do. So we certainly appreciate your time, and I look forward to having you back on the program again. And uh, we certainly will be praying for your wife, Ava, as she goes through her uh, medical trials and tribulations. So love you, my brother-in-law, and uh, wish you well. Love you too, Dave. Have a great day. All right. Take care, Aubrey. Bye-bye. Good morning once again. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. We have uh, our second guest this morning, and it's Miss Lisa Russell. Miss Lisa, how are you today? Hello. Good morning. I'm well. How are you? I can't complain. Can't complain. Lisa, tell our listening audience, what's your job function and title at the center? I am uh, the cultural specialist at the West Las Vegas Arts Center. Okay. So how long have you been? And we're under the direction. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say we're under the direction of the city of Las Vegas mm-hmm. and the Department of Parks, Recreation, and Cultural Affairs. Okay. Yeah, and, and the director over there, whatever her title may be, Dr. Marsha Robinson, I announced last week on the show that she would be our guest, but Miss Lisa is here today with us. So, again, you mentioned that it's called the West Las Vegas Cultural Arts Center? Yes, the West Las Vegas Arts Center. And the um, director, or I would say her her uh, official title is Cultural uh, Supervisor, is Dr. Marsha Robinson. Mm-hmm. So do you know how long that center has been there by chance? Yes, I do. Um, the center was opened uh, 
Well, it was built in 94 and officially opened in January of 95. Okay. Great. Or it was open, I should say, for programming in 94. But we didn't officially do the, you know, ribbon cutting until 95. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of January. So tell us, give our listening audience an indication of the kind of programs uh, that is done out of that facility. Well, um, we have, well, okay, for starters, we're a performing and visual arts facility. Mm -hmm. So for people that don't really know what that means, that would be uh, the performing arts, which is dance, music, theater, visual arts, and um, uh, technical engineering Mm -hmm. and uh, technical support and engineering. So as far as the technical and engineering part, give us an explanation of how that's dealt with and what that involves. Because I think it would be important for our listening audience. Well, we definitely, we have a a recording studio. However, it is, uh, it it is in need of some updates because with, with equipment and the city of Las Vegas is working on that. Um, So right now we don't officially rent out um, to patrons or anything like that, but we make it work for ourselves with the wonderful people that, work with us. We have different artists and engineers that um, have the technical and engineering skills that come and support us generally during the summer camp. We have a performing and visual arts summer camp for Mm -hmm. youth Mm -hmm. that is, um, or for kids, I should say, it's ages 10 to 15. And it's an eight week program that runs generally June through August. And um, it's Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. until 5 p.m. And that's our longest program that we have running during the year because it is eight weeks. And what the kids do that are ages, the um, ages are 10 to 15, uh, what they do is they're being trained a full musical production. And I want to say that this is our 27th year we lost a year during COVID in right. 2020. Mm-hmm. And so um, I kind of get mixed up, but I want to say we're 27 years in. We started in 96. Okay. So um, we've been ongoing since then. And we, the, the youth generally perform at the uh, home base, which is the West Las Vegas Library Theater. Mm-hmm. But they have also performed about three different times at the Smith Center. Mm. Most recently. Great. And so, and, and it's free and open to the public. And it's been, it, we always get great reviews. People love that performance. That, and then along with other programs and events, we have, uh, we celebrate Kwanzaa mm-hmm. um, every year. We also celebrate Women's Month, which we'll be doing this year. Of course, we celebrate Black History Month, and we have some programs going on for Black History Month. And then we have a Rites of Passage program for boys and girls, which is our mentoring program, and book signings, a visual arts. uh, We have a visual arts gallery. So we have gallery exhibits along with Meet the Artist receptions and the list goes on. I'm sure I'm missing a few other things. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that you mentioned now, once you get those, uh, I guess, a small studio you, to do the technical work, and, and it seems mm-hmm. like it seems like you you rent it out or something to folks. One- yes, we have rented it out in the past, um, but right now because we're not 
up to date right uh with our equipment we can't uh rent it out you know efficiently sure so but they're going to it's a, a full sound room mm-hmm. uh you know it has the sound pads and everything um and uh people have used it uh for recordings mm-hmm. when we had our engineer uh the late Lou Raglan he right. would basically uh bring equipment actually so we would function mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and be able to accept some re- you know people that wanted to record as long as it wasn't nothing that was too too much mm-hmm. you know that we couldn't uh support right so, so we haven't done any rentals lately, but we plan to do that in the near future. So once you get it back up to speed with new equipment, et cetera, whatever the, the requirements may be, then you'll start to lease it out again to folks that may want to record or Definitely. what have you. Excellent. Definitely. And, um, yes, it requires that an engineer is available of, that is staff of the city of Las Vegas. And then um, they would, you know, the artists or people that would be coming in, they would, you know, let them know mm-hmm. how they would want to utilize space. Mm-hmm. So with your various programs, how, how can students get involved? Well, they can start with calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Saturday classes that we run every six weeks. Mm-hmm. This week is our, this Saturday will be our fourth week of our six week session. And then um, we have what well, we start with in the morning. We have 930 to 1030 African drum class and ballet. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me start back with the African drum class is ages five to adult. And then we have a ballet slash tap class for ages four to seven. And then uh, that's 930 to 1030. Starting at 1030 to 1130, we have African dance class for children ages two to 12. And then from there, we have a chess class. We offer chess classes as well. And that's uh, two chess classes. classes um, it's beginners and intermediate. Mm-hmm. That's 11 a.m. and 12 p.m. And then we have a African dance class for adults ages 13 to, well, teens to adults. is ages 13 mm-hmm. to adults. Okay. And uh, then we also have a performance ensemble, which is ages two, uh, 10, sorry, 10 to um, 18. And that's an uh, ensemble group that comes and, and they are being trained with uh, theater and dance. And they also perform at different programs that we call outreach programs. So this is, one that, this is one that runs kind of year round? Yes, it yeah. runs year-round. Okay. It runs year-round. And we generally pick those ensemble members from the um, from the summer camp program mm-hmm. because they've gone the full eight weeks with intensive training. Right. Um, but, you know, we've always been open to other students that have had some form of training, training as well. We just need to, you know, pretty much Ms. Marsha will have that dialogue with them and um, pretty much interview them mm-hmm. to see what their level, their skill level is. Okay. All right. Uh, how would folks or do you have volunteers that come in and assist? How how, how can they uh, make contact? And do you do any type of marketing of the programs that you uh, will be presenting there? 
Yes and yes. Uh, so as far as the volunteers go, mm-hmm. now volunteers, they just need to um, contact the West Las Vegas Art Center if they're interested at 702-229-4800. And basically, we would speak with them and ask, ask them what they are interested in volunteering for. Mm-hmm. What are their, what's their skill level? And um, if everything is a go... And which is approved by uh, Miss Marsha, mm-hmm. then um, we would need to go through the official steps of going through human resources to um, get a background check and then also a drug test. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they would volunteer. Uh, we work with their schedule and you know work accordingly that way. Now, as far as the um, as far as marketing and advertising, we do advertise, or the city does advertise. Um, on the website, which is artslasvegas.org. Okay. That's arts, A-R-T-S, Las Vegas, all spelled out, dot org. Well, seems like you guys got it covered. And people are, so they would basically, uh, f- as far as the background check, I would imagine that would be a fee that they would pay to, uh, I'm, I'm assuming the Metropolitan Police Department, Sheriff's Department. No, there isn't a fee. I've, I haven't been told of a fee. But um, if there is, that that has changed most recently. So there's the no city um, hasn't, hasn't charged that I know of. Um, I would have to confirm that information, but I have not been told that we charge. There's a charge for a background check. Okay, very good. So any folks out there that are interested in volunteering and assisting with some of the program uh, down at the center, uh, give that information again, please. Yes, they can call and um, ask for myself, Lisa Russell, or Miss Marsha Robinson at 702-229-4800. That's 702-229-4800. Great. Any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listening audience? And I really appreciate you coming on board today because I think it's important for us to continue to recognize the great work that you guys are doing over there at the center and uh, make it broadly known, if you will. And I know being over there for 27 plus years, you got a good track record, but I think that any opportunity you can have to continue to expose what you guys are doing is a good thing. Yes, I agree. And I thank and appreciate you so very much for having us on and getting the word out because, you know, we've always been told that, we're like uh, a gym or diamond in the rough or what have you, the heartbeat of, you know, the community, so to speak. But so many people don't, they're not familiar with the center. They always get us confused with um, the West Las Vegas library. And they don't realize that we also exist towards the back because we kind of sit back away from the street. So I'm always happy to be able to share that we do actually exist. And we do have upcoming um, uh, Black History Month programs, if I can mention a few of those. Please do. Um, It's uh, starting with, we have an exhibit that starts, um, it started on February 1st. Okay. It runs through May 20th. It's called uh, Junkanoo, Bahamas. Mm-hmm. It's Road to 50. It's their independence 
um, celebration of 50 years. Mm -hmm. And Mario Smith, which is the artist, he will be displaying his artwork up until the 20th. Um, Also, there is a Woody Woods musical trio, which is Saturday, February 11th. um, And that's going to be at start at 3 Uh p.m. and runs until 5 p.m. Then we also have Black Weekend 2023, Kimmin in the Desert series. That's going to be Friday and Saturday, February 17th and 18th. And um, it's the 10th annual this year. And the founder, the event is held in honor of the founder, Franklin G. Burley Mm -hmm. III. And so we're trying to keep his legacy going, of course, under the direction of Oscar Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but not least, it's uh, we have one more, which is Read the Book. And it is uh, a program that is going to be focusing on different books uh, that will be uh, shared um, and read, read and shared uh-huh. uh, by the facilitator who is, um, the facilitator is Anthony Jenkins. And um, we will have a few more series after that. So the book is the 1619 Project. Oh, wow. Y'all stepping into some some tough stuff because there's a lot of controversy that goes on with it. But I, I appreciate the courage that you guys are willing to step up and do that because I think it's important for people to know about the entire history of our country and not little bits and pieces. And I think it's a great thing. So absolutely. Look, young lady, I appreciate your time and your effort, and I didn't know that you would be able to carry me all the way through this this last phase of uh, my show today. Uh, in fact, I appreciate I, you. I, no, you've done a, you've done a <laughs> wonderful job, and I really appreciate it. And for you guys to keep the life and the legacy of uh, Brother Verley together, I think that's very important for our community. So, thank you once again, and I will be in touch and tell Dr. Robinson thank I said you so much. hello. I sure will. Thank you. I appreciate you. And thank you for all of your continued support with the Art Center. We appreciate you very, very much. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye.